Karte, fünf vor halb sieben. Mensch, ich brauche eine Lottoannahme. Ich bringe mich um, komm, legen Zahn zu. Faustrecht der Freiheit. So, die Zettel und Der neue Film von Rainer Werner Fassbinder. Ich schicke Ihnen einen Blumen. Rote Rosen, weißer Flieder. Nächste Woche... Nur Fassbinder konnte diese Geschichte so ehrlich und unkompliziert drehen. Also manchmal gibst du dich mit Leuten ab, meine Liebe. Sehr eigenartig. Wo ist denn das Schlafzimmer? Warum? Ja, weil ich mir die Matratze anschauen will. Ach, der. Habe ich mir doch gleich gedacht. Voll Teufel und in meinem Bademantel. Also bitte gib ihm den Bademantel, Franz. Sag mal, kannst du das? Die Geschichte? Ein junger Mann gewinnt im Lotto. Seine neuen Freunde helfen ihm, das Geld auszugeben. Pass drauf, die Leute werden schon ganz aufmerksam. Ja, ja, die Firma Thies Großbuchbinderei. Ein renommiertes und alteingesessenes Unternehmen. Wenn man da investieren würde, da wäre was rauszuholen. Meinst du? Zumal jetzt. So, so. Mein kleiner Bruder bewegt sich in besseren Kreisen. In Bar. In Bar. Ja, in Bar. 100.000 Mark in Bar. Sag ich doch, in Bar. Danke. <lacht> Wenn du so redest, dann kann ich mir die Wohnung schon richtig vorstellen. Ihr seid Schweine und eure volle Märsche dampfen. Riecht ihr es nicht? Nein, aber ich. Es äh, stinkt so wild. Gefällt er dir etwa? Ist doch ein strammer Brummer. Wenigstens ist er ordentlich angezogen. Also was nun? Weiß ich auch nicht. Wir wissen ja nicht, was hier üblich ist. Es wird ja auch nicht anders sein wie überall. Und außerdem ist er schön. Und weiß, wie man sich anzieht. Und ist immer, immer für mich da. Ach so. Ihr habt Schwierigkeiten. Das hättest du doch gleich sagen können. Wieso Schwierigkeiten? Wieso sagst du, wir hätten Schwierigkeiten? Wieso? 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 Nein, nicht so. Ich liebe dich, Eugen. Ich brauche dich so sehr. Ich bin ein Nichts ohne dich. Du darfst mich nicht allein lassen. Ihr Schwein. Ihr Betrüger. Ich mache euch alles kaputt. Alles! Auf! Alles mache ich euch kaputt! Egal. How much do you pay? Was ich zahle. Er will wissen, was ich zahle. Ich zahle alles. Ich zahle immer alles. Ich muss immer alles zahlen. Immer! Der neue Film von Rainer Werner Fassbinder. Die unglückliche Geschichte eines Ausgebeuteten. Das Faustrecht der Freiheit. Hi, welcome to Movie Hoppers. My name is Bob Sham. I'm Angela. You don't look like you're ready to be here. No, I'm ready. Okay. You were like, welcome to Movie Humpers. Um, <laughs> there are dogs. If you hear any weird sounds, they're dogs, probably. Probably. If not, I don't know what's going on. Or ghosts, spirits. Maybe we do have um, a lady named Lois who lives in our house. Yes, the previous owner of our home. I talk to her sometimes. Not in like a creepy way, just in like a... We don't, we don't say that seriously. No. We're not like, we don't speak to the dead. We're not going to no. scam you out of your money by no. pretending we know where <laughs> your daughter, your... if your missing daughter is alive or dead, we're not going to do that. No. 
actually I have a real problem with that. I know, me too. Like, I just really... It's just me. I don't know about y'all listening out there. Maybe you're like, I'm into psychics. I like this shit. I find, I think these are kind of the bottom rung of con artistry, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's truly people who have gone to families and said, like, your person is dead and they're not. They think they're giving people closure or something. That's right. And there is also, uh, speaking of no closure. We are introduced to a director with this movie. Ooh. I think you got kind of like fascinated. And I tried to look up like a collections of. I'm intrigued. Rainer Verser, Werner Fassbender, one of those new German directors. It's the greatest name ever. Rainer Werner, Werner Fassbender. Fassbender. It's the greatest name. Oh, really? I've ever heard. Yeah. I think so. Okay. It's now my new favorite name. Uh, what about Ocho Cinco? Is that a name? It's like an athlete is named that. I'm not as impressed. You're right. Rainer Werner Fassbender. It's like, it's good. Kind of one of the premier um, modern, reading a little bit on him, he died in like 1982 mm-hmm. of a drug overdose. And he lived a, quite a, a, a tortured artist's life, apparently. Very prolific, made a lot of movies. Yeah. And while I was trying to look up, DVD collections, because like it seems like maybe we could watch more of this guy's shit. I would in a heartbeat. Sad bag shit is kind of like our thing. We kind of don't mind a sad ass movie. Yeah, especially if it's like commentary on like like class and society, social Darwinism. Absolutely. Yeah, and this one is very interesting. Apparently, he got some. I think Fox and his friends, which is uh, what we're talking about today, would by Rainer Rainier Werner Fassbender. Fassbender was the ultimate gay West German uh, filmmaker in Germany. Yeah. And I actually watched a trailer. Apparently, they made a German film biography about yeah. Fassbender. Not a documentary. There's also a couple oh, documentaries. Oh, a film about his life. But it didn't look very good. It looked like mm-hmm. it was a lot of badly lit stage production kind of thing. Interesting. And we- we're watching Fox and his friends, and he's like all over the city. Like, I think he's in Munich or... I'm not sure where exactly he is, but he's... It's, he's the star of this. He is Fox. Yes. And directing this movie. Mm. But I guess people got mad at him because this movie depicts... Well, I don't really get it because... Well, I kind of do, and I kind of don't. In Germany, this movie is called, like, Freedom's Law of the Jungle, Freedom's Fist of, uh, like, the Law of Freedom or something like that. Huh, okay. I mean, in this movie, it's a working-class gay man is essentially getting pecked dry by more bourgeoisie gay men mm-hmm. who run these businesses, but they are they suck at it. And they actually, like, don't have as much money as he does at some point, but they figure out how to Get it from take him. everything Everybody he's got. Them. And the, the, the taking advantage of emotions and, like... There's a lot of psychological control happening. Yeah. There's a lot of, like emotional manipulation fox is a blue collar worker we meet him he's working in a carnival yeah he's fox the talking head his lover is like the and he gets arrested like the barker at the carnival he gets arrested on stage for like tax fraud yeah like immediately so you know that they like don't have any money and they never probably have Mm -hmm. and he almost immediately meets this rich man max max who like takes him into this life and max is one of those actors that 
I know we've seen, but I looked at his filmography and I couldn't recognize anything that I'd watched, but I know we've seen him in things. Yes, he just has yeah. one of those faces and he's really good. I mean, all these, I felt like everyone did a really good performance in this. And it's just interesting because he's not, yeah, like Fox totally. is not dumb, but he's not, there's a lot of conversation about him being made to feel dumb and then him thinking he's stupid in comparison to these people who think they're so smart, but they're just like shitty, artsy, fartsy, yeah. up their own asses people. It's not that they're smart. And not successful by the standards that they want to live. When you first meet Fox, played by Rainer Werner Fassbender, the director's playing him, he's kind of like hustling, right? He seems kind of... He's got swag. He kind of seems like like if James Dean were German and out of the closet. Like well, yeah. He kind of has that vibe. Mm -hmm. And then he meets Max, who he he hustles with Max to make money because I think he's trying to like bail his boyfriend out or something. Oh, no, no. He just wants to play the lottery. Yeah. So he just needs 10 bucks to play the lottery because he knows he's going to win the lottery, he says. And he barely... He knows it's his lucky day. He barely makes it in time. And then it cuts to him... Yeah, he wins like a half a million marks. And he's been shacking up with Max. Max, uh, this other guy, I forget, Eugene, is Eugen, played by yeah. uh, Peter Chattel. He doesn't really think much of him. He's actually talking very badly to Max about how, why did he get this boy who smells like a urinal? And then we get it, and then we cut to uh, Max being like, yeah, he won the fucking lottery. He won a half a million marks. Suddenly, Eugene is like, why don't you come over to my place? Mm -hmm. And they hook up. And and he cheat. Eugene's actually cheating on his boyfriend. On his boyfriend, who's also a young man, but already in that lifestyle. Yeah, and that young man seems to kind of have an understanding that like this isn't going to work out, and he can step right in down the road. You know, it's it's funny because you don't realize it in the first conversation that Eugene has with his boyfriend. So basically, he spends the night with Fox. And Fox is just kind of one of those dudes who's like, you got a big dick? Let me fuck it. You yeah, know, he's like, very he just, straightforward, he's like, very straightforward, honest. Straightforward, he just want, he's just like, we're having a good time. He didn't like go over there like, we're going to have a relationship. He just was like, I've been fucking Max. You're a new dude. You're hot. Let's fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, And so he spends the night, and the boyfriend comes over the next morning and like catches them. But Eugene goes out to the Landing and gives him this long look and is like, I will explain this to you later. Yeah. I'll explain it to you later. And and the boyfriend's kind of like, oh, you will, you know, like whatever. Like, and you find you kind of feel like he's trying to just be like, we'll talk about it later. We'll work it out. Mm -hmm. But you realize as you go through the movie that Eugen had this plan from that first day that yeah. he was going to take this boy for everything. Oh, yeah. But I didn't I didn't catch that immediately. I caught it catch it pretty quickly, but not immediately. But then looking back on it, it was played so well that you could kind of read from that whatever you wanted at the time. It's like a two man con, Max and Eugen. Max seems like he puts everything into orbit. Classism is just all what this movie is about. And it's yeah. not like subtle at all. It's just no. straight and and it was so funny seeing as it escalated. Just how upset you are. I was so mad because, well, at one point, Eugen says, oh, I've got an immediate, um, immediate have to get out of the um, apartment because I've been, ha because you've been staying with me and they don't like the noises that have been happening. Mm. So basically, he's kind of implying that, like, these straight people are kicking them out of the house because they're having yeah. gay sex when I don't even know if that was real. Then convinces Fox that they need this super fancy apartment and Fox is like, well, I love you. Let's do it. Eugene never tells Fox he loves him. 
Yeah. Fox is in love with Eugen. He doesn't need all this stuff, but he wants him to be happy. Mm-hmm. Then they fucking, Max sells them all the furniture for their fucking house. Expensive, yeah. ugly, ugly yeah, shit. Yeah, it looks like shit. It's gross. And when, and when we reach the and climax. they buy the apartment, too, so it's not yeah. even like. Well, yeah, Rainer buys the apartments. And cutting just a little far, when we reach the climax, when all of this falls apart, you see Eugen just talk shit about the furniture and the decoration. Oh, yeah, so we need to get rid of all it's of like, this. It's like, why? Why? Even if you're going to. Sell it. At least con someone out of giving you something you want, but I guess it was priceless furniture that they could resell. And we also find out that his father has this company where he like basically makes company. brochures. Like, he prints brochures. And, and it was going under. It was going under, and they, like, say enough things in front of Fox that Fox is like, well, I could help. Yeah. You know, I could give you 100,000 marks to help with the company. And, and they they frame it like he's buying in, like he's going to be, like, a partner when it's over, yeah. But the company is in the red, and it's actually pulling the company out of the red. Dad's, like, drinking constantly. And so they have Werner, uh, or Rainer Werner, fast Fox. Fox, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't go by Fox with them. They call him... Yeah, it's not his real name. Franz. Fran- yeah, Franz. Franz. Because Oh, because we also meet his sister, Hedvig. Yeah. And we learn really early on, before he even meets Max, that... He has no home because he was with the circus, right? Like Christian Maybach is her name. That's her, the actress's she name. She was great. She's I a, thought she was apparently called at some point in her career. We're a little past her prime in her career sure, here, sure, sure. But at some point, what. she was called like the German Marilyn Monroe. Like she totally. was actually a pretty big actor in Germany. Like probably uh, twenty years before this was made. And she doesn't have any money either, and she's a drunk. Yeah, she's very much. But drunk. listen. She's fucking hot and she walks around in these negligees all the time yeah i was like maybe she's past her prime but chick she, she got, got it going on she got the german she's like she got herpes. that messy milf vibe hell yeah messy milf yeah like she'd fuck you and then be like get the out of my house yeah you know and anyway. i mean fastbender's personal life he was kind of a messy yeah. Messy boy himself. I mean, totally. he died of a drug overdose. This guy made about 40 movies. And even more than that in in theater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Wow. He was just, this is interesting because we're just being introduced to him. And we're, we'll get back into the story. Yeah. But finishing the thought, I always give out half a thought. <laughs> where I looked up to see collections of his movies. Oh, yeah. But they're region coded. They're region two. So I'd have to get like a, a UK coded uh, Western European coded fucking Blu-ray DVD player. I mean, to get it, Fox and his friends is probably one of the more, one of the more common ones. I mean, we got a we got a version for from Criterion. Yeah, I think another movie, Quirrell, and one other one that is like considered his most mainstream. But other than that, it's actually very hard to find North American prints of his movies. So. Hmm. Okay. It's something that, like, you know, my brain wants to hunt for if we want to be really depressed and really... If movies are gay and if we want movies to stay gay, we would have to get a region-coded Blu-ray player and then watch the saddest gay stories you ever ever saw in your life and uh, Werner Rainer. Personally, I'm okay if every movie is gay for the rest (laughs) of my life. And I just want to... I just want to watch more of his stuff because and i want to watch the documentary about him there's a i know that we don't have to watch the biography movie but there's a few out there i do want to watch documentary about him i really think 
it would be i just want to know more about him i'm fascinated by this person i this movie was so well done i don't know so so yeah we we see him you know we talk about they actually drop a contract about the business Mm-hmm. And you know he thinks he's gonna be a partner, but they basically they basically are like reading the whole thing, mm-hmm. and then at some point the lawyer looks at Fox and goes, "You don't want me to read all this? Everyone knows how contracts work." And so Fox is sitting there like he needs to be told the yeah, whole thing, yeah. but he's not gonna say, "Oh, I don't get it," mm-hmm. because he wants to look good in front of Eugen's parents because he's like considers them married sort of you know like he's yeah, ready yeah. to like be in the family like he's been working in the paper place and they do always tell him you like you can come and you go but then they're like go do that yeah, like they yeah. go like you don't have to be here but then mr so-and-so is waiting to show you how to do something it's, like it's later revealed it's real mixed it's later revealed that a salary which is very good is just it's payback. not really a salary it's just payback for the loan they just conned him and he doesn't actually have any kind of stake or share and through the operation he worked there for two solid years yeah they yeah. were together for two years to make this happen he got his parents out of the red mm-hmm. there was also an issue where he cut some brochures wrong at one point and it was like a hundred and fifty thousand marks like yeah. they said wasted that seems impossible but they were insured that seems impossible yeah, they, were they tried to say the bank wouldn't pay so what they turned around and said that when this was all falling apart, Eugen turns around and is like, I'm keeping the apartment because of the fuck up that you did. They say they need leverage for the bank oh, to be able to get a loan. Fox, yeah, sign, just signs the rest of the apartment over to Eugen. And Eugen's like, no, no, you don't need to do that. Oh, my God, you're so amazing for doing that. Like, he does, he's so manipulative that he makes Fox think that these are Fox's ideas. There's a part where... Eugen's like, oh, this dumb car. This car's going to fall apart one day. It's so terrible. And then they get in the car, and Fox is like, you know what? We're going to get a sports car. We're going to get a car I've always dreamed about. Now, listen, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. But he didn't fucking care. He didn't even have a car. No. But he goes and buys this fancy-ass car, but as soon as he's like, we'll get a car, and he's like, well, it's your money. Ray, uh, I keep calling him Ray. I mean, he is Rainer, but I keep also trying to call him Rainer, but he's Fox. He's almost so, like like clinically working class like it's almost like like it's an affliction in this environment mm-hmm. because there's this one point where where Eugen's like and maybe this is kind of more of a thing in the past because nowadays anyone could read books you know like mm. oh, oh, this idea that someone who reads all the time is like smart is like well what are you reading all the time like that's the difference right yeah. so so he's like oh we can get a bookshelf here and Fox is like, what, what would you a bookshelf for? I mean, obviously, Fox. Like, he's just so hopelessly in, trapped in amber, to the point where, like, not he's even thinking about reading anything. a book. But he never cared before Eugen. Yeah. And, you know, of course, critics accused him. He got criticized by the gay community for the representations of these bourge- more bourgeois gay people. Yeah. But... There's bad people in every society. But they also, this is what I'm saying. There's yeah. plenty of like con artist movies that are heterosexual characters. But I guess I think a certain class of people at that time, and Rainer seems to have a reputation for literally every time you think he's on your side, he's going to say something to criticize you in a movie. And a lot of this movie was just maybe how bitter he was at the kind of relationships he was having as he was gaining success and traction into his career. 
finding people who just wanted to be with him because of the clout he now has, yeah. not really caring to get to know him. No one got to know Fox. No. The only people who knew Fox were the people in the dive bar that he would go to that Eugene did refuse to go to. Yeah, I mean, this movie, like, 95% of the people in this movie are gay characters. Yeah. So, so it's not as though we only see the upper echelon. No, we see all kinds of people. We see the bar that he likes to go to, and that, that bartender's great. And, like, the gay florist who's very sad and lonely. I know, but he's sweet, too. Yeah, yeah. And did you notice that Eugen's ex-boyfriend works in the same clothing store as one of Fox's friends from the bar? Yeah. So they're, they're even. Yeah. That boy I is mean, only fancy because he works in a place where he can get fancy clothes and date Richie boys. It is. Like, he's not on his own rich. I mean, culturally, these these things overlap, but right? So things are always connected. Like they, but they show it on purpose mm -hmm. that there is this overlap here. Fox is really not that far away from these guys. He's like two steps from these guys. Yeah. But Eugen makes him feel like shit. Eugen will not let him go to the opera because he says you'll be bored. And then when Max comes to pick up Eugen to go to the opera, Max is like, are you coming with us? And Fox is like, no, Eugen says I'm too stupid. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't say you he were stupid. He calls him stupid all the time. But he doesn't word it in that way. Fox usually calls himself stupid, but Eugen does always, well, I didn't say you were stupid. I said you'd be bored. Yeah. I said you're this or that or the other, mm -hmm. right? Which is so funny because when Fox is first telling his friends at the bar before he's in love... He calls him posh and daft. Mm -hmm. But then Eugen immediately takes him to a French restaurant and makes him feel like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Speaking French and ordering food. And he's like, I don't want whatever like fancy ass duck soup or something. He's like, I'd like noodle soup. I think also the reaction he would got and from like gay communities, the kind that probably came after him were the type that could look at furniture and know it's 17th century, whatever, or goes to the opera. So the, this is the same. Some of them. These are the same circles that saw this and pro yeah. saw this movie and was like, well, he's trashing us. They're the guys going to go to the film because they're because they're the people that are also going to go to the German art house and watch yep. the gay film. Absolutely. He's like, this is our premier gay director. They sit down and watch freaking. Um, all struck their fry height and they're like wait a minute i think he might be talking about me and because i told him about this shit at this party you know it's like mm -hmm. no it's not subtle it's just straight up like people just don't want to see negative things about themselves that's true they get extra mad now if it had been someone within his own community not community but you're like within his own like socioeconomic level mm -hmm. who took advantage of him they probably would have said it was brilliant yes but they you're right they took offense to it because they took it personally because guess what they saw things on the screen that are real yeah. and they don't like yeah. it like half of his audience was like wait a minute and the other i mean let's be honest art house movies aren't really trying to appeal i mean i don't think it works out like that because i think there's a lot of like artistic movies that are about the struggles of everyday people Absolutely. and working class people but it's just hard to get to to bridge that connection with actual everyday people mm -hmm. Be, and because everyone's really just going to go see uh this that spider-man animated movie which looks really good and that first one was really good mm -hmm. i don't know when we'll catch it but you know yeah but also like that's our cat you can probably again hear. 
and I know we've said this already, there are shitty people in every walk of life. Mm-hmm. There are gay people in every socioeconomic level that there is, good and bad ones. But he is pointing at a specific group. The fact that there's layered characters within the realm of sexuality and showing different levels within the levels of sexuality, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. different class struggles within the sexuality is progress. Yeah, for sure. This is this was my problem with Bit, the movie Bit we yes, discussed. Yes, yes, Is that yes. they were all like hip, cool, lesbian vampires. And yeah, they were kind of bad, but they all believed the right thing all the time. Yeah, there was no real yeah. stakes. So and, uh-huh. and and the actual like villains were just these like what you would read about what they were on the internet and like were completely nothing. And also it was also this is also part of my skepticism for a Bride of Frankenstein remake. Yeah. There ha- she has to be flawed and dangerous like Frankenstein was. She can't be like all girl power trying to like rise above it there has to be something about her that is like scary at the same time she needs to kill a baby and it's so cool i mean and i'm saying like yes the bride of frankenstein if you remake that movie should be like a undead lesbian she should Mm -hmm. because she rejects frank but like don't make her fucking perfect Mm -mm. don't make everyone around her that is encompassing uh a very surface identity to be everything you need them to be in She's that not moment. not your next hero. Yeah. Sometimes it all just feels too surface and it doesn't really go hard enough or, or is afraid to really uh, represent an aspect of antagonism that could possibly show somebody being bad that you want to but you want to make all the gay people in the movie good you cannot do that and that's kind of what's fascinating about this fassbender movies and from what i understand is other movies is that they're all encompassing every type of moral structure Mm -hmm. and every problem and hopefully we can get to where fassbender was decades ago Mm -hmm. like over here where it's like really deeply analyzing the issues within the subcultures, you know? Yeah. And I think that's kind of what is fascinating about this movie. And I think there was a little bit of that in My Own Private Idaho. Yes. There was the aspect of Keanu Reeves was slumming it. Yeah. You know, just waiting for the day that he would go and be a rich boy and get with a girl and who cares that he fucked a bunch of dudes when he was young. That one covered it That one, good. That one definitely hit upon it. I mean, they're there. They're just not as many, yeah. right? And and not as often, maybe. I don't know, because I don't know. I've never seen a movie quite like this. I, I, you know, I'm just, I just, I guess, think I just want things to be a little braver. Absolutely. And I think that may be the the thing we need to catch up with. Mm-hmm. Like we got the we we we're we're kind of exploring the identity in movies, but we need we need things to be intellectual and layered at the same time. But you know, we haven't seen every modern movie. No, um, I did want to talk about kind of speaking to all of this. There is a party that they have at the apartment mm-hmm. to kind of show everything off, right? And, you know, Eugene's talking about everything fancy and the ex-boyfriend's there and Max is there and all these, like, high society, you know, gay men. And Hedvig. Yeah. And also this other woman who we see in the beginning who someone says to her, how's it going with Max? And she's like, well, he lets me hang around him. Yeah. But there's one affair after the other. So she's basically, like, in love with Max, I guess, but no one's fucking her. And she's got her boobs out, but no one gives a shit. And Hedwig, at one point, she's really drunk. 
and she tries to dance with one of the guys, and then she's like, "Don't any of you like women? <laughs> Look what you're missing. Yeah. You're so you're missing it. You're all stupid." <laughs> and then, of course, the party's over, and Eugene is like so jealous, so angry. And I actually loved because at first, you know, Fox does try to quiet his sister down. But then Eugene kicks everyone out and is like, your sister is an embarrassment. And he looks at him. He's like, that's my fucking sister. And I care more about her than any one of your stupid friends. Yeah. You know, so like you can also go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I am mad at her because she is making a scene. But also like, fuck you. This is my family. Right. And I don't know. I loved I loved that. It kind of ended there. Like there wasn't really anything else that happened. But she's kind of this like chaotic part of his life. But that's how it is with your family. Like even if your family's being stupid. They're still your family. They're still your family. And the fact that Eugene, Eugene, Eugene did yeah. not, I don't know, was like so embarrassed of her. It's like he doesn't even know her. Yeah. Because he hasn't taken he any time care. because he doesn't care. He never said, you pointed, you pointed this out while we watched it throughout the movies that he never says I love you back. Never. It's like, boom. never. He's not even really lying that much. Except no. for about the money stuff. Well, but like I said, he he does it in a way that I feel as though he never outright lies. He says things in ways. It's just like an emotional abuse. It's it's a, a manipulation and abuse. Yeah. He at some point, Fox feels like their relationship is bad. You know, he went out drinking. He comes home drunk, and he goes to get in the bed with Eugen, and Eugen is like. We do not need to have sex every day anymore. Yeah. We are not a young couple in love. Like, he says things <laughs> like that, but he doesn't say, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, right before that, Fox is like, I need you so much, I don't know what I would do without you. At one point, they take a vacation to Morocco. This where, interesting. Where they go into this process of, like, of course up. it's on Fox's money, and they try to pick up this Moroccan guy. That actor who played the Moroccan guy is... Uh, was a lover of Rainer Werner Fassbender. That's that was okay. that, that was likely his lover at this he time. He seems familiar to me too. Yeah, I don't know why. He but shows he's up a very handsome. He shows man. up in some other movies as well. Very interesting as, looking. As does the guy who I saw some stills of the guy who played his boyfriend at the beginning. Yeah, as also shows up in some other movies. Okay, and that boyfriend he gets out of jail and he borrows thir- borrows thirty grand and. We see him being incorporated into the Max orbit. Like, yeah, he ends up with Max he, at the end. He successfully becomes a part of their society, unlike Fox, who well, just being drained. Because that other guy ain't got nothing, but he gets to roll with but Max. But they're using him because the, the conversation he was having with Max was about smuggling things for Max. Yeah. So he was going to be smuggling probably these like furniture, high mm. expensive items that Max could then sell and there give him a go. kickback. Yeah, there was a so he was using him even then. So they try to pick up this uh, Moroccan man, but they won't let him into uh, the, the hotel, hotel. Mm-hmm. which is a Holiday Inn International. Which it was, I guess, was fancy at that time. Yeah. But yeah, this Moroccan employee of the hotel walks up and he's like, we don't allow Moroccans here. If you want a boy, we can get you someone from the staff. Crazy. It's bizarre. But like these subtle, like, well, it's not subtle, but like no. these these points that show like the bigotry of society are like pecking, pecking away throughout the movie well, at the and, same and time. The, and like racism yes. and every because he truly says to him he's like but you're but you are yeah he's just like you 
Yeah. You work here. He can't come to our room. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And then the, when he's trying to sell the car back to the dealer, the dealer's saying, like, a bunch of anti-Semitic shit. Oh, and... yeah, because when they break up, he realizes he's been taken for all his money and he has nothing. Yeah. He's trying to sell this sports car. And I loved, you didn't realize until halfway through the conversation that the man telling him he can't give him any money for this car because he'll never be able to sell it is the man who sold him this it's, car. He sold him the car, it's yeah. so much bullshit. He's like, you told me that this car would only increase in value when I bought it from you. And he's like, I'm just telling you, I can't sell it. So I can only offer you 8000 Fox is almost the white precious. With all the shit that's happening to him. Bobby. It's not quite as... No, it's ironically is not... funny, but or yeah, Pre- precious is no precious has some seriously is... worse shit that happens. To but her. precious is like so like intensely weighed down in tragedy that it's insane. Like more than this though, that yeah. that is one of the most tragic characters in any movie ever. <laughs> I wish you would stop laughing. Can, because it's a made-up story. It's a fictional story. I know, but if that it were is real, like, it is the most fucked up thing mo- I've ever heard. But it's heard. not. It's a. Tr- it's like a trauma dump story. I know. That is like heavy-handed as fuck. And, yeah. And look, I'm telling you, I like the movie because it's so over the top that it is unintentionally funny. I'm I'm a precious fan. I just maybe don't look at that movie. The way other people do. Monique was good in that movie. Yeah, she was fucked up too. Mm-hmm. They was all fucked up. Yeah. Mariah Carey is in that movie. And um uh Are you gonna go my way? He was like a social worker in that movie. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. Back to Fox and Friends. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to talk about about the Moroccan vacation, okay? So when they're planning the vacation, they go to this travel agent that Eugene has used before and they're planning this whole thing, and at one point he says, she's like, is this a boyfriend that I've met before? And he's like, no, <laughs> this is a new boyfriend. Yeah. And then at some point they're talking about what they're going to do, and Eugene looks at Fox and is like, well, it's your money. And Fox pulls out this checkbook that we've seen over and over again, and she just looks at Eugene like, you piece of shit. Yeah. You're doing this again? So this makes me think that, like, this is not the first time. The most blatant questioning we've seen. Yeah. Because we're so locked into the particular orbit of fox and eugene separate or together mm-hmm. that like we don't really see people reacting against the scene that much yeah the, uh, but then the other thing is when they're on the vacation and they take the man to dinner before they try to take him back to the hotel mm-hmm. and they're sitting there and the moroccan man speaks french so he can talk to eugene but fox doesn't speak french right and so he speak he's speaking a little bit of english with this english, man right but Eugene and Fox are fighting, and the tension in that scene was, like, palpable. It was so good. It was so uncomfortable. It was so awkward. There's just these perfect little moments in this. And to just step back and think for a second that he was directing that. That's insanely talented. See, Precious, the movie Precious could learn from Rainer in terms of making a, a scene just settle in its awkwardness instead of just being like you have aids can we not talk about it yeah <laughs> i mean you think todd salon's directed that movie the todd way it salon. plays out 
doesn't Precious seem like a fucking Todd Salons movie? No! You just put in a little bit of different music, and it's and it's a Todd Salons movie. A lot of opinions on Todd Salons movies, as you could imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since I've watched a Todd Salons movie. There's definitely some shit in that. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a lot of opinions on our uh, controversial in a different way. What the our 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 subject at hand, Rainer Werner Fassbender. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Because he's, yeah, a lot of his movies have a lot of themes, and all of them are mostly sad. But, I feel like we're attracted to that. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but Fox is having panic attacks, so he goes to see a doctor. And it's I mean, stress. we know why it's stress. So the doctor prescribes him volume. And then he's like, you need to relax. Yeah. And he tries to talk to Eugen about it, and Eugen just doesn't give a fuck. Eugen essentially, I mean, Eugen's plan comes to fruition. Essentially, emotionally break him and push him so far back to where he has no choice but to just end the relationship and wasn't it so weird that when he and and i i actually was glad that fox broke up with eugen Mm -hmm. even though he'd broken him he did actually say i can't do this anymore yeah but max was there yeah like max was there while they were doing the breakup Right. It was weird, and Max did kind of hang out back for a second, but he was there to back up Eugen to be like, oh, you have to let him keep the apartment because you wasted some money at the business. And then he goes in, like, the next day after they've broken up, and he realizes, oh, you're bo- you're all just in this together. Yeah. You're all a bunch of bullshit con artists. He goes to the company to be like, cool, we're broken up, but guess what? I want my fucking hundred thousand dollars and then they, thousand marks and then they were like what you thought was a salary was just repaying your loan you should have so read the contract should have read the should have read the contract you're not a partner and they throw him out he breaks a window yeah and they throw him out and he tries he to sell the car ducks. to the scammer he tries he does sell the car to the scammer he gets For about like, eight thousand marks yeah which, which is, is like nothing and that's all he has yeah he spent like almost double that on the car he goes to the bar yeah all the normal bar players are there yeah there's this woman singing this terribly sad song. Yeah. And they're all kind of watching, and Eugene sees these two guys he'd kind of met earlier. They're that like he a, tried to fuck they're, earlier. They're American GIs. Yeah. And so he goes up to them, and he's like, oh, I know you guys, and I'll buy you a beer, right? Like, Something let's hang like out. And so he's going to buy them a beer, and then he's like, you want to fuck or whatever. And the, the soldiers go, how much do you pay? And it, it breaks him. And he's he like, I like, always pay. I always, I always pay. pay. I do nothing but pay. And then the flower man held him. Oh, yeah. And that was, and that's the first time you see Fox cry. Yeah. About any of this. And he totally breaks down. His sisters also kicked him out of her house. He tried to go there to talk to her. And she basically called him a fucking idiot. Yeah. And that's what always happens is they fight and he runs away and then she calls after him. Yeah. But so like. His boyfriend took all his money and dumped him. Every other friend he had in that circle is gone. His sister acted like a shit to him. Mm-hmm. He goes to the one place where he feels like he has some friends, and these fucking assholes are like, how much money are you going to give us? And <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just, he loses it. Yeah, yeah. He just completely breaks down. You, and- know, you know, there's like circus and cabaret music like all throughout this movie yeah. as well. So we get to the end. Like, this is the most precious part of this movie. We see Fox just laying in the subway in the underground. Mm-hmm. And we see some kids just start to rob his shit and take it, everything out of his you pocket. You see the Valium bottle. And you see the Valium bottle. And you see Max and his first boyfriend turned 
furniture this is the smuggler. conversation where we know he's smuggling for him. And they walk up and they see like, oh, that's Fox. And then they kind of try to pick him up and they realize he's cold. He's dead. And they're like, we can't be part so of like, this. So we'll, like, we'll, they'll accuse us of this. So we need to get out of there. So the kids who were hidden wait for them to leave. Take his jacket. And he has this denim jacket, this custom denim jacket that has the beaded letters of his name, his nickname, Fox, uh-huh. on the back of it. So the kids empty out his pockets and then like take his jacket. And then the movie ends on him just dead, laying on the platform in the in the underground, whatever city they're in. He had told this story earlier in the movie that is all I could like hear in my head when we were watching him just laying there because it stays on him for a, a minute, you know. And he tells this story early on where he just goes, "Did you hear about the man who was on the highway and trying to get a ride?" And he tried for nine hours to flag someone down, and no one would stop for him. Mm-hmm. And after nine hours, he blew his brains out. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite fable. Truly. But That's a that German... Thing, it's that thing Classic like, German fable. He tried and tried, <laughs> and he felt like he tried and tried, and then he just ended it. Yeah. But he could have been okay. Mm-hmm. He didn't have money before. He could have gone to a different city. He could have started over. Like, but yeah. he just felt like he had nothing. And they totally broke him. This particular movie could only be a gay movie. Cisgendered straight guy made a movie and it was like a woman pecking him apart and like all her side society friends taking advantage of him. It would look a little incel wouldn't it? It'd look a little like heavy handed. Mm, like, like he's trying to be hating on women. Yeah, yeah. And there but I kinda maybe did sense some bitterness yeah. from Fastbender. You know So I did read a synopsis of one of his films that I'm sure there's some gay stuff in there, but the basic synopsis was that a young girl is married off to like an older man and he treats her terribly. Mm. Right. And there, and, but it is still that like power dynamic, dynamic of like the person who's like in control versus the one who's not. That felt like it was very much the emotional manipulation side of all. Apparently, has like a crime drama trilogy out there. You know, oh, wow. I love, you know, I love my crime dramas. I know. I gotta, I you gotta go like some German noir. Yeah. Some neo German noir. Yeah. That'd be fun. Is neo noir just like in color? Uh, pretty much. It's, <laughs> they're not wearing fedoras and fancy suits. Right. That's yeah. like all it means. And they might I, not be a private eye specifically, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. just like referencing that feel of time. Like Long Goodbye, the Altman movie we watched in the theater fairly recently. It uh that would be called Neo Noir, mm-hmm. even though the character is technically a, a throwback, private eye. <laughs> is a kind of it's, he had he had his foot in modern in the past and We'll talk about that one, I know, at some point, because it's so good. And I really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it so much. But, you know, we're some, we like that sad shit, but. um, We like things that make us think about shit. We love humping sad things. This movie was very. This, I feel like. Listen. I feel like every week is a little gayer than the previous. Fox would not be interested in me. No. But Fox is foxy. Yeah, you you like his look, his I style, do. his short jackets, his, his jackets that like stop like there right was at just, his navel. Like, the confidence at the beginning of him, which yeah. is also what was so interesting, like the the trajectory of like he was so confident at the beginning. Yeah, he's looking at swag. these men with this money, being like, 
show me your cock. Like, you want to fuck? Like, yeah. what's up? Let's, let's do it. Like, n- nothing matters, whatever. To then this person who's relying so heavily on this man. And it also really does show you how much control another person can have on you just by making you think you need them. Mm-hmm. That they're teaching you something or giving you something. So you're going to hump this movie one through five times. I'm going to hump it one through five. Combine for best out of ten. Tell me what you tell me what you're thinking for this one. Our introduction to Rainer, Werner, Fassbender. He might show up again. So what do you give it? I think I want to give it a four point five. Okay. I'm gonna give it hmm, it's tough. hmm I shouldn't overthink it because I always You always tell me not to. I'm gonna give it a four point two five. Okay. So that's uh eight point seven five. Yes. We've been rating some things really high, but we've been watching some fucking great movies. I know. We're back we're back in that position where again, we need to watch some shit. But I haven't block I haven't scheduled some shit. Don't I, we have one that's shit that wait was a on minute. like a roulette or something? Wait a minute. Uh the flash came out last Wednesday. <laughs> All right. Well so, we'll talk about that. I don't I, I don't I can't say it's shit yet because as of this recording we haven't watched it, but But if DC movies That shit is not looking good. No. So maybe that will be our bad. I think at the movies just are what brings us our shit. But we've been skipping at the movies a lot lately. Yeah. It's all it's just cause we want to watch the gay movies right now we're behind on our summer movies too because fast x has been out would you say that fox and his friends is better than mad god by phil tippett yes okay there you go folks if you if you don't give a damn don't throw it up but we did throw it up here it is our (laughs) ranks number six in our a tier movies we've been watching all we've been hitting the a tier a lot lately yeah the movies have been too good and our introduction to Rainer Werner Fassbender with the film Fox and His Friends uh, was a good one. He left an impression on us. I bet this ain't his best movie. I bet oh, we sure. can find more. But we'll have to get a, a different... Are the plugs different on the the region, different region-coded Blu-ray players, you know? People Isn't get Isn't it them. all we about the voltage or some shit? I don't know. You know you're a movie nerd when you got, like, players from that like uk players and shit so which is it's just where we're gonna it's the direction we're going it's that's exactly where we're headed and i'm okay with it yeah well you know this show i feel like it's not too stuffy but it's not too simple i feel like we're right in the middle because we're learning about all this stuff as y'all watch us discuss it so it's it's interesting and there's some things that people have watched a lot, watched a lot of our episodes, and some that is just like, nah, but, yeah. but whatever. It's just movies, 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 movies. Uh, check the show notes. Movies are gay. Check the show notes. Movies are gay. Uh, for links and stuff, where to find us, feel free to hit us up. We have a pretty packed schedule, but if you want to make a recommendation, Check the email link. Uh, oh yeah, and the and maybe we'll figure it out for you. I got some ideas for the next year. We're we're in this for the long haul until oh, I yeah. freak the fuck out. And <laughs> all right, so anyway, death to all traitors. Death to all traitors. <laughs>